welcome to the 90 plus extra time podcast it's me rob um i know it is tuesday and i'm sorry again podcast is a a day late um you know this is my last week in europe before i head back to the states i'm actually flying on friday so this is actually my last show in europe for who knows how long um you know, there's the possibility that I might, on a trip later on this year, be able to record a show um, in Europe, but this is the last one for now. Um, next week, I will actually, um, next Monday, I plan on doing a show, um, but I will be recording that show in California. I know I said I'm moving to Texas, which I will be, but I have to go to California for a few days first. Um, so my first show in the U.S. will be from California. It'll be my first time going to California. Um, so yeah, so we'll see how the jet lag and everything is affecting me. Um, see how much, you know, football I get to watch between, uh, you know, now and then, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So, um, but yeah, things have been kind of, kind of hectic and, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine and he said, you know, it's life, real life happens. So sometimes you just have to, you know, roll with it. And again, I apologize for being a day late. Um, but you know, I just have a a whole lot of stuff going on as I make this move back to my home country. Um, lots going on in the soccer world, football world. Um, you know, the Bundesliga is back. Um, but you know, I can't talk about anything, um, without talking about the passing of Kobe Bryant. Um, you know, granted he's not a football player, was not a football player, um, you know, he still affected a, a lot of lives. I mean, um, when I first saw the notification pop up on my phone, it said it was from like TMZ. And so, of course, I didn't believe it initially. Um, and then, you know, as stuff started pouring in from, you know, the other news sources, um, you know, like the New York Times and uh, ESPN, I mean, it was that's when it became real. And, you know, Kobe was a year older than me. But, uh, you know, I, I felt like he was somebody that uh, that I knew, you know, because we were around the same age. You know, he joined the the NBA like right around the time that I was leaving high school, I think. And uh, I don't know, it, it, it hit me hard. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I was I was holding back tears like, you know, it's crazy when somebody that you basically I haven't known him, but, you know, I've, I've maybe seen Kobe Bryant twice in my entire life. Um, and he was on the court. It's not like I saw him like, you know, just in passing, I was watching him play games, um, that I was actually at. Um, but it was just one of those things like, I don't know, to have somebody that you didn't know personally, but was essentially in your life or a part of your life, you know, close to your age to, to tragically pass like that. And with, you know, his, his young daughter and, uh, all the other people that were with him, you know, under tragic, tragic circumstances, it's just, it was, uh, it was pretty crazy. So when I was explaining it to my wife, I mean, um, I was, I was, I was literally holding back tears. It was, it was pretty crazy. Um, how something like that, you know, can affect you. And I mean, we see, you know, the impact that Kobe has had on a lot of people's lives. You know, if you just open up your Instagram feed, Facebook, I mean, everybody's talking about the, the NBA or people are trying to petition the NBA to change the logo, at least for like a season from the current Jerry West logo to, to Kobe um, or a silhouette of Kobe for like a season um, just to remember him. 
Um, he's going to end up, you know, obviously going into the Hall of Fame. Um, and I think that was this year, actually, that he was going to be getting inducted later on this year. Um, it's just tragic to, to lose somebody like that. I mean, you know, people lose family members all the time. Um, you know, I'm not trying to make it seem like, you know, just because he was a, an athlete, a celebrity, that he was anybody, you know, better than anybody. It's just that he had or we had, you know, access to him. And, you know, a lot of us knew who he was. A lot of us have watched him. I know, you know, since I was in my teen years, every time I threw something somewhere, uh, I would yell his name and be like, Kobe, you know, and I'm sure I'll continue to do that. Um, you know, just like people that are a little bit older than me would yell Jordan. And I guess now the, the younger kids are yelling Steph when they do it or Curry. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's so crazy. Um it seems like it kind of not only shocked the, the sporting world, but just the world in general, you know. Um, I don't know. Just crazy. Now, I was actually surprised, you know, because obviously I follow a lot of, um, you know, different pages on Instagram for different, you know, football teams and players. And just to see how many players he had interacted with, you know, he spent some time overseas, you know, because of his dad. And, you know, seeing him with like Lionel Messi and Iniesta and, you know, Ronaldinho, um, I think Ronaldo, you know, all these, these players that, that he had the opportunity to meet. Um, and a lot of people didn't realize, you know, that Kobe knew anything about about soccer. But, uh, you know, there was a deep round respect for him from all these other players. And uh, I mean, you know, you'll continue to see that for a while. Everybody's sending their condolences to, to his family and you know, just honoring his, his life and his legacy. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tragic, tragic loss. Um, but you know, like with everything, we'll, we'll, we'll move on from it and, uh, you know, just continue to, to remember him for, for the player that he was. So yeah, I just wanted to start the podcast off with that because that, oh man, it was, it was pretty rough and it's still, it's still hard to, uh, it's still hard to like, think about and to take it in, you know, even though I never met him. All right, so on to the football. I'm just going to go over uh, point standings and some transfer um, rumors and, you know, some confirmed transfer stuff that's happened. Um, yeah, so let's start off with League 1, French League. Um, right now, after 21 games, you know PSG is still on top. They got a 10-point lead over Marseille. Uh, PSG has 52 points. Marseille has 42. In third, we got Rennes with 37. Um, fourth, we got Montpellier with 33. And then fifth, we have uh, Lyon with 32. And then sixth, Nantes also with 32. The bottom of the table in the relegation zone, we got Amiens with 18 points. Nem with 15 and Toulouse with only 12. All right, so um, let's see. Cavani and Kazawa were both left off of the squad for the last game that PSG played against Lille because both of them are being linked to other clubs. Um, Cavani's been linked to, let's see, Atletico Madrid, Man U, and Chelsea. Uh, and Kazawa has been linked with a move potentially to Arsenal. So, you know, I mean, it makes sense to, to leave them off. Plus, you know, PSG has, with a 10-point lead, I mean, it's not really not really hurting them. Um, I haven't seen anything finalized yet on Cavani or Kazawa, 
Um, but it seems like, you know, we got what, three to four days, say Tuesday. So the transfer window closes on Friday night at midnight. Um, so we'll see what happens between now and then. I don't know if Kazawa is going to move, but I definitely know that Cavani, Cavani is gone. Like Chelsea made a loan offer, um, but, you know, PSG is not going to take a loan offer on, uh, on Cavani. Um, Atletico Madrid definitely wants him. Um, so I think that's most likely his landing spot. If Man U somehow manages to, to finagle, you know, something to be able to bring him in, that'd be surprising. Um, I just don't see him going to Premier League. Um, but yeah, Kazawa, though, on the other hand, I do think that he, there's a possibility that he'll go to Arsenal. Um, they haven't really done much in the transfer window. Um, but I think PSG is only asking for like $5 million for him or something like that. So, or maybe that's what Arsenal offered. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, still, you know, a few more days left. And, uh, yeah. All right, let's see. What else? Um, Barcelona, they made a $75 million offer for Monaco's Ben Yader, but it was rejected. So Ben Yader is obviously going to be staying at um, at Monaco. And then this is a, a rumor, but PSG apparently <clears throat> made an offer for uh, for Aubameyang from Arsenal. Um, but I also saw that Aubameyang is linked to Barcelona, so who knows what, what's going to happen there. Um, I don't see Aubameyang going to the French League. I think that if he had the choice, he would definitely go to Barcelona over PSG, um, even though, you know, I think both teams would be, you know, not a bad landing spot for him. Um, I mean, I think he's like 31, 32, but I think if you're going to go somewhere, he's probably going to go to um to Spain and, and not to, uh, to France. So even though he plays for Gabon for his national team, I think he spends a lot of his time in Paris or excuse me, in France. Um, but I just, I just don't see him going there. I think if, if given the opportunity, he's going to definitely play for Barcelona, but that's if Arsenal even allows him to leave, you know, he has a completely different role, um, under Arteta, uh, versus the previous manager. So, um, I, I just, I don't know. I don't see him. I don't see him moving right now. Especially, they got a. There's a great distance that needs to to be covered over the next three days in order to get him um, to Barcelona, let alone to PSG, if they're even trying as hard as uh, you know the media makes it seem. All right. So moving on to Serie A. Um, this is after 21 21 games. So Juventus is on top with 51 points. Inter Milan's in second with 48. Lazio is in third with 46 points, but they have a game in hand. Um, Roma's in fourth with 39. Atalanta in fifth with 38. And Caligari in sixth with 31. At the bottom of the table, we got an 18th Spal, 19th Genoa, and in last place we have Brescia. All three of them have 15 points. Um, let's see. So Inter Milan just finalized their deal with Christian Eriksen, so he is no longer on Tottenham. He is now an Inter Milan player. Um, Higuain, he's planning on remaining with Juventus. He's not planning on leaving during this uh, during this window at all. Um, Tottenham, I guess, have made contact with AC Milan's uh, Christoph Piatek. Um, haven't seen anything else um, about that. Um, and I just read that Manchester United, you know, even though we're not talking about the Premier League right now, but Manchester United is planning on bringing back Alexis Sanchez 
at the end of the season because he's only on loan. I guess it was a loan with an option for him to stay at Inter Milan. Uh, but it looks like right now that they are going to bring him back at the end of the season. So he will only get to play one season with uh, Romelu Lukaku. I mean, he's you know kind of been injury plagued this season. Hasn't really performed the way that you know everybody hoped that he would. Um, so you know maybe he'll end up going back to uh, to Man U and, and doing something. I don't think Ole Gunnar Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is going to be there at the end of the season, um, or excuse me, the beginning of next season. So it, you know might not even matter if um, Sanchez comes back or not. But uh, we'll see. Right now, that's their plan to to bring him back. All right, uh, let's see, Bundesliga. All right, so we got RB Leipzig sitting on top with 40 points, Bayern Munich in second with 39, Borussia Mönchengladbach in third with 38, Borussia Dortmund in fourth with 36, Bayer Leverkusen in fifth with 34, and Schalke is in sixth with 33 points. And in the relegation zone, in 16th, we got Werder Bremen with 17 points. In 17th, we got Paderborn with 15 and in last, we have Fortuna Dusseldorf uh, also with 15. So I'm definitely keeping an, an eye on the bottom of the table because right now, you know, possibility that if Stuttgart is in that third place spot and they don't get the automatic promotion, they'll have to play possibly one of those three teams. I mean, you know, still a lot of games left, so they could shift or, you know, new teams could drop down into that relegation zone. Um, so we'll see, but I'm definitely keeping an eye on the... Uh, the bottom of the Bundesliga table, which tragically is something that I've been doing for two seasons now because, um, I mean, probably longer than that, but Stuttgart has, you know, they were in the bottom of the table last year, and now I'm looking at the bottom of the table to see who they may have to play if they get stuck in the uh, the promotion playoff. If you're in the second Bundesliga, it's the promotion playoff. If you're in the Bundesliga, it's the relegation playoff. So, um, you know, Werder Bremen, Paderborn, and Fortuna Dusseldorf. so we'll see. But hopefully Stuttgart finishes in the first or second and they can get one of those automatic slots. Um, let's see, RB Leipzig signed uh, Danny Olmo from Dynamo Zagreb. Um, but RB Leipzig, I just saw, they just lost uh, Jean-Kevin Augustin. He went to Leeds, who's in the championship. But Leeds, you know, right now I think they're in second in the championship. And they have a really, really good chance of promotion. So he may be playing in the Premier League next year. But... RB Leipzig just lost him. Um, Erling Holland. This isn't transfer news, obviously, because he transferred into Dortmund already. But this kid is killing it. I mean, he was killing it when he was in Austria. But you know, he moved up to the Bundesliga. This guy has five goals. Five goals in two Bundesliga matches, including that hat trick that he had in the first match. Um, I mean, we'll see how long it can continue. But uh, I think that him coming into the league may have disrupted. Um, the, the, the top portion of the table because, you know, now Borussia Dortmund is only, what, four points out of first place. So, uh, you know, in his first two matches, they've collected six points. And, you know, they, they got RB Leipzig, Bayern Munich, and Mönchengladbach ahead of them. So, yeah, I don't know. If he continues to play, that he, the play if he continues to play that he, oh, I can't talk. If, he's, if he continues to play the way that he has been, um, I don't know. We could see Borussia Dortmund being champions. I don't know. I mean, granted, Bayern has been playing well also. Um, they they put up five against Schalke this past weekend. And RB Leipzig 
they dropped points because they lost to Eintracht Frankfurt. So um, the gap is closing. Like I said, four points between um, fourth and first. But then there's only seven points between first and sixth. So Schalke is in six points with thir- or sixth place with 33 points. And then RB Leipzig has 40. So, I mean, right now it, it seems like it's kind of potentially anybody's. Obviously, Bayern is still the favorite. But, uh, you know, there's a possibility for anybody to to uh, to win the Bundesliga. So we'll keep an eye on it. All right. Moving on to La Liga. Don't really have much on La Liga. But uh, after 21 matches, Real Madrid is in first with 46 points. Barcelona is in second with 43. Sevilla in third with uh, 38 points. Um, Getafe and Atletico Madrid both have 36 points. And in sixth place, we have Real Sociedad with 34. The bottom of the table, in 18th, we got Celta Vigo with 17. And then in 19th, we got Ligonis, Leganis, and Espanol, both with 15 points. Um, it seems like Real Madrid is pulling away, but you know they still have to play a Clasico. Plus, I think Barcelona and Real are going to slip up um, you know, against either Sevilla, Atletico Madrid, or even uh, Getafe. Um, you know, see how much the table has changed. Remember when Granada was on top of the table? Um, let's see, as far as transfer news, not much. But uh, Barcelona has been linked with Olivier Giroud, you know, French international. Um, he's at Chelsea. He wants to get more playing time, which I don't think if he goes to Barcelona, he's going to get. You know, I guess he's trying to make sure that he gets called up for the French squad for the Euros this year. Even though I think he's going to get called up no matter what, um, you know, Obviously, having more playing time is, you know, better for him. Um, and also, I mentioned, you know, Barcelona potentially linked with uh, Aubameyang. Um, Jaime Rodriguez, he's still on Real Madrid, but apparently Carlo Ancelotti wants him to come to Everton. I mean, he's got like three and a half days to try to make that deal work. I can only imagine, you know, it's Tuesday for a lot, for all these clubs, and, you know, they're freaking out, scrambling, you know, I've watched those docu-series I've talked about in the past, and I'm sure that a lot of these clubs are trying to move these pieces at the last minute, you know, to see what they can do, how they can, uh, you know, snag players up that other teams are looking at, or, you know, even just trying to get the paperwork and the medicals done is, uh, you know, is, is a difficult task for a lot of these teams. So um, I don't see Jaime Rodriguez going to Everton. I mean, I don't know if, if the way they play in Everton, let alone in England, is uh, beneficial to him. But, you know, who knows? We'll see. Maybe Carlo Ancelotti, obviously he knows a lot better than I do, but uh, we'll see what happens. All right, moving on to the Premier League. Uh, This is after 24 matches. Uh, Liverpool's in first with 67 points, but they have a game in hand. Um, They have a game in hand, and then they're 16 points ahead of Manchester City in second place. Like I mentioned on the last podcast, and probably the one before that, and the one before that, Liverpool has already won the Premier League. I there's unless you know half of their first team gets injured, I think that's the only way, and they have to play the under twenty threes or something. I think that's the only way that they're going to lose the Premier League title. It's it's theirs. They just have to hold on to it. Um, In third place, we got Leicester City with forty eight points. In fourth, surprisingly, we have Chelsea with 40 points. I didn't see them finishing in the top four. Um, In fifth place, again, surprising, we got Manchester United with 34. And in sixth, we got Tottenham also with 34. Bottom of the table, we got Bournemouth in 18th with 23. 
Watford in 19th with uh, 23 also. And in last place, we have Norwich City. Um, let's see. Ashton Villa is looking at bringing back or bringing Daniel Sturridge back to the Premier League. He's playing in Turkey right now. Um, yeah, I guess he's had a last year was pretty decent for him. Um, and or not last year, but when he signed, um, you know, he's not doing bad in Turkey, but they're, they're looking at bringing him back to the premier league. Um, Christian Eriksen deal I mentioned earlier was finalized. So he's no longer in Tottenham. Uh, Giovanni Lo Celso, he signed a five year deal, uh, with Tottenham. And I mentioned Alexis Sanchez already. So, um, Let's see. Liverpool had to play in an FA Cup match against Shrewsbury. That match ended up ending 2-2, so now they have to do a replay. So Klopp is not happy. Like, since Klopp has been there, they have never made it to the final of the FA Cup. They've got knocked out of, like, I think round four. I think it's the farthest that they've made it. And again, he is upset about these replays. Now, there's arguments for and against these replays. If you guys don't know... Um, FA Cup is a knockout tournament, but unlike most knockout tournaments, if a game ends in a draw, instead of it going straight to penalties, uh, they do a replay. So there has to be a winner. I think after during the replay, it'll go to penalties. But I don't know why they just don't do a one off. And then if it's, you know, even at after uh, extra time, then go to penalties. But they decided to do a replay. So. Some people, I don't know, it's tradition. Some people agree with it. Some people think that, you know, the players are playing too much, so they should get rid of the replays. Me, I personally think they should get rid of the replays. I'm kind of, you know, in the, the, the Klopp camp with this. I think that they should play all the games at the the team that's lower ranked, play it at their home. That way they can, you know, get the money for, like, let's say Liverpool playing against Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury, God. Um... And, you know, their fans have the benefit of seeing, you know, these good players come and play at their home thing. Um, and it, it just works like it's a one off. Obviously, it would have to completely change the history and, you know, the way that the, the FA Cup has been. But I think that's the best way to do it to, you know, reduce the amount of games that are being played. Now, on the flip side, you could say that, you know, some of these stronger teams should not be drawing with some of these lower level teams. Um and that would essentially, you know, not formally get rid of the replay, but that's, you know, they should defeat these teams easily. It obviously doesn't always happen like that. Plus, you don't always have the top teams playing against the lower teams. Sometimes it's two, you know, teams from the same league playing against each other, would be the championship, League One, Two, or Three. Um, and then, you know, there's teams outside of that that are playing from like conference or whatever. There's so many teams that play in the FA Cup. Um, I don't know, but now Shrewsbury, they get to play at Anfield next. Now, Klopp said that he is going to be playing the under-23s and that he's not even going to manage this this match. He's going to have the under-23 manager do it. And that just goes to show you, excuse me, how pissed off he is about about the FA Cup. I mean, he, I, he does not like it. I'm sure he doesn't like the FA Cup or the League Cup. If it was up to him, they would only play in the Premier League and the Champions League, and that would be it. Um I don't know. I guess we'll uh, we'll see. They have a little bit of a winter break, I guess, for the EPL. The, they get like 13 to 14 days off in February. <clears throat> but the FA Cup, I guess, is going to kind of interrupt that, especially if there's replays. So I think I think Klopp has a good point. Um, you know, it's all about reducing 
the amount of games that the players play because you want to keep these players fresh. Um, but then, you know, I've seen people posting stuff saying, you know, a lot of us work, you know, five days a week and, you know, we work extra hours. Uh, granted, we're not professional athletes, but, you know, sometimes you have to put in extra work. I think that's what people are, are trying to say online. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one because you don't want to alter a tournament. It's the oldest football tournament in the world. You don't want to alter it too much to the point where it's not recognizable based on, you know, how it was or how it's always been. But at the same time, you know, with the, the Champions League changed in the 90s. And I don't know. You got to reduce the amount of games that these players are playing. The players are different. They're not they're not the same as they were 20 years ago. I, I would say they're definitely more physically fit. They're definitely putting more into uh, into their performances. Um, I don't know. It's hard because you want to keep the players safe and healthy, but there's money involved. And that's the thing. Money is ultimately the deciding factor. I just don't think that a lot of these like EPL teams are really making too much money from the FA Cup unless they win it all. Um, but in the end, money is going to, oh, like I said, it's going to be the deciding factor. I think that's going to do it for the show for today. Um, it's another short one. I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, like I said, I'm making this transition. So hopefully um, in the future, you know, um, the episodes will be a little bit longer. I'll be, to be able to put a little bit more, um, you know, information into the show. Um, and I just want to thank you guys for sticking with me, especially during this time when, you know, got a lot of stuff happening. Um, but I'm looking forward to, uh, to moving to the States. I'm going to definitely make the best of it. Um, plan on definitely making the, uh, the ride to Houston a few times in the, the coming months to go, you know, check out some MLS games, watching, you know, Houston Dynamo, I guess that's going to be, become my, my local team for, for a little bit, even though it's like two and a half hours away. It's not like having Stuttgart right down the road. Um, but you know, I'm going to enjoy you know, MLS, um, you know, for the next couple of years. So, um, thank you guys for listening. Oh, uh, you know, I love hearing from you guys. Um, you know, I've been getting a lot of messages on Instagram and, you know, a couple on Twitter. Um, but like I said, and I always say at the end of every episode, um, my Instagram is 90 plus ET. Uh, the Twitter is at 90 plus ET. And the email is 90plusET at gmail.com. So, you know, keep those messages coming. Um, if you guys just want to, you know, talk about whatever, um, any, anything that's that's football related or anything that I've mentioned on the show, whatever, um, you know, so let me know. I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, and I just want to close out by saying this um, because, you know, in light of the whole Kobe Bryant tragedy, make sure that you guys enjoy every single moment that you have. Because you never know, you know, when something crazy could happen and, you know, just trying to get home could take a turn for the worst or, you know, anything. So just make sure you guys love your family. Let them know how much you appreciate them, how much you love them and just live each day like it's your last and uh, just enjoy that. But thank you guys for listening. I'll talk to you guys next week from sunny San Diego. Uh, unlike 
cloudy, potentially snowing Germany. Um, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great week.